Hi, this is Bishop E. James Logan, Senior Pastor of Christian Faith Fellowship Church in Zion, Illinois. Welcome to our podcast. I pray you'll be blessed by a fresh word from God every time you tune in. Get your Bibles, bless your hearts. It's time for the word. And um, remain standing. Bless those of you that have tuned in, that are watching online. We certainly appreciate you. But I want to say this uh, this morning. Many of you that are local, we we need you to come back to church. The church needs help operating. We, We need you. We'd love to see your face, but we, we, we need people to help run ministry. We can't just depend on the same folk all the time. And now that it's summer and everybody wants a vacation, everybody wants a vacation. Everybody deserves a vacation. So you come, you can help us and let some brothers and sisters take a vacation. Amen. We thank God for you. All right, get your Bible. Open with me to Acts chapter 14. Acts chapter 14. We're going to read verses 8, 9, and 10. And we are still in the series, Christ the Healer. And I promise you, I promise you, I, I did not know how needed this word was until I started teaching it. And uh, man, we need healing, don't we? We need healing. We need all types of healing. Acts chapter 14, verses 8. 9 and 10. I'm so excited about this word. Are you ready? Let's read it out loud together. Ready? Begin. And there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who never had walked. The same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, stand upright on thy feet, And he leaped and walked. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you (laughs) that you're still God. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. You have not changed. So today, once again, we declare your immutability. And we place our faith in your unchanging nature. Do in this place only what you can do. Save heal, deliver, and set free. And we will be careful to give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. We're in our series, as I said, on Christ the healer. But this particular message is appropriately entitled, Faith to be Healed. Say that with me. Faith to be healed. Faith to be healed. You know, just as it took faith to be saved, it takes faith to be healed. Let me say that again while you're watching people walk and settle. You can't miss none of this. This is so important. You can't miss none of this. Just as we needed to use our faith to be saved, we have to use our faith to be healed. I heard it said back in the 90s that faith is the currency of the kingdom. Write that down. Faith is the currency of the kingdom. If you want to get anything out of the kingdom, you got to use faith. Not crypto. Faith. 
Faith is the currency of the kingdom. Whatever we get from God, it takes faith. It takes faith. And so I believe today as a result of the teachings and particularly the word today that there will be people healed. I'm just, I'm just checking to see who's listening already. Come on, let's loosen our collar together so we can just relax and receive the word. Come on. All right. It takes faith to be healed. It takes faith to be healed. So let's look at our foundational scripture. Let's break it down a little bit and understand how this works. Again, the Bible says there was a man uh, from Lystra. He was impotent uh, from birth. He couldn't walk from birth. And this man who had no ability to walk had the ability to listen. He couldn't do certain things, but he could listen. What is the Holy Ghost saying to you? What is he saying to me? You may be going through a lot of things right now, but you have the ability to. As long as you and I have the ability to listen, we have the ability to acquire faith. As long as you and I have the ability to listen, the devil can't stop you. Somebody shout, the devil can't stop me. Because I can still hear God. So the Bible says this same man who had no ability to walk heard Paul speak. He heard Paul speak. He heard Paul preach and teach. This is why the devil hates the preacher. Because as long as you can keep hearing the preacher, there's a miracle in your future. <laughs> as long as you can hear the preacher, there's a miracle in your future. When you get to the point in the place where you don't want to hear the preacher, your faith will stop. So the same heard Paul, this impotent man, this crippled man, heard Paul speak, and Paul steadfastly beholding him. Paul is preaching and teaching, and he's looking around like I do, like most preachers do. And Paul could look at, out and see who he was ministering to, and he could tell who had He could tell who had faith. Tell somebody, faith is on you. Or it's not. Paul could tell by looking at this man, he had faith to be healed. Let me say this, let me say this, let me say this. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it's not good to sit too far in the back. The preacher can't see you. You'll miss a miracle because I can't see you. There's a word God may have just for you, but I can't tell you want it. 
I know some folk got to sit in the balcony, but you, you understand what I'm saying? Paul could see this man. This man had a look that he was eating up every word. He was believing every word. He was like, man, this is for me. Oh, man, this is God. Oh, say more. Come on, Paul. Bring it, Paul. That's why you can't always sit in church and be all nice and cute and sweet and quiet. Sometimes you got to say, bring it, Bishop. Come on, man. Oh, you right there, man. Oh, I'm with you. Paul looked at this man, and he knew in his heart. Paul perceived, he discerned, oh, this man can be healed today. Who in here has the faith to be healed today? <laughs> Who has faith to be healed today? I'm not talking about tomorrow. I'm not talking about while you're at the dinner table after church. I'm talking about you have faith to be healed today. This man believed when Paul was preaching and teaching about Jesus being Savior, Lord, healer. He believed every word. Mm -mm -mm. So Paul said, oh, because you believe, you got faith to be healed. Being healed means being restored. There's restoration in here for somebody. This morning. Being healed means being made well. Somebody's going to be made well watching today. Somebody's going to be made well. Things that are not well are going to become well in your life. Somebody has the faith today to be made whole. That's what healing is. Restoration, being made well and being made whole. And because this man believed, because he had faith to be healed, his legs began functioning again the way God intended. I want you to know some things are going to begin to function again the way God required, the way God made you. Some stuff hasn't been functioning in your life the way God made you. That means you're not whole. That means you're not well. And so if you have faith to be healed, get ready to begin to function at a higher level. Is anybody in the house this morning ready to function at a higher level? Elder D, some things are going to begin to function like they're supposed to function in your body because of the faith that you have stood on for months and years still serving God. You have faith to be healed. So as a result, Paul, seeing this man having faith to be healed, has a word specifically for him. Don't miss it. I've already told you. Sometimes you need to be closer to preacher can see you. Because he's preaching to everybody, but he may stop and have a word for you. And that's what happened in this instance. Paul saw this man among whoever and however many were around. He saw this man had faith to be healed. And when Paul saw this man's faith, he shouted out to him. It was really in a loud voice. It's really a command. He said, stand upright. 
That's what he did. Paul saw this man's faith and he commanded his faith. He said, stand up right. And the Bible says that man leaped up and started walking. He leaped up and started walking immediately. Paul didn't lay hands on him. Paul didn't put oil on him. Paul didn't blow him over. Paul didn't hit him with a towel full of sweat from the preacher. Paul just spoke the word to the man's faith. And he commanded, he said, stand up right. The man stood up and started walking. All that happened was the man heard the word of God and believed it. then lets us know some people that hear the word don't believe it. Everybody's saying amen, going home saying all man. (laughs) Some folk going home saying all man, and some folk going home saying amen. God is good. God is a healer. Let's make sure you don't miss the simplicity of the gospel and the power of God. This man, born crippled, was healed just because he heard the word of God, believed it, and acted upon it. Write that down. Write it down. He heard it. He believed it. Then he acted upon it. I'm going to say it again. You ain't writing, though. He heard it. He believed it. Then he acted upon it. I'm going to say it again. He heard it, he believed it, and then he acted upon it. It's not enough just to hear the word. We must believe the word of God that we hear. Then it's not enough to hear it and believe it. We must act upon it. Faith is corresponding action put to what we say we believe. That means if you're going to get healed today, there's something you're going to have to do. After you hear and believe the word. Oh, yes, God. There's something you're going to have to do. I'm going to ask the Holy Ghost to begin to reveal to you and to some of you what you're going to have to do today to get your healing. It's not going to just come because I'm a good teacher and a preacher. It's not going to come just because you believe it. Something you have to do is going to activate your faith and create your miracle. This is how it works. Paul commanded the man to stand up. Then he jumped up and started walking. He obeyed the command. He did what he could do. Somebody say, you got to do what you can do. Mm -hmm. Now listen to this. With every box checked, Hearing the preacher, believing the preacher. With every box checked, this man would have stayed crippled if he never responded to the word. I cannot stress to you this morning how critical it is for you and I to respond to the word that we believe. Galatians 3.2, this only what I learn of you, Paul's talking to the church of Galatia, 
He says, did you receive the Spirit or the Holy Ghost by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Let me put it in our lap today. Did we receive, did you receive the Holy Spirit and power because you did everything right? <laughs> of course not. Did you or I receive the Holy Spirit and power because we washed our hands before we ate and prayed over the food? No, no, no. Did you and I receive the Holy Spirit and power because we came to church every Sunday and every Wednesday? No. It has nothing to do with the perfection of our actions. We receive salvation because we heard the word and believed it. We receive Holy Spirit because we believe in him and we receive him. But the book of Acts tells us that when Apollos was ministering, he was a great man of God and, and he was doing a lot of things in the kingdom. And, 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 and he was told, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? He said, man, I ain't never even heard of no Holy Ghost. You can be doing great things for God and still not be fully informed of all you need to do greater things for God. Somebody lift your hands and say, greater works are my portion in this season. Say it again. Greater works are my portion in this season. You need to know greater works are available. You can't do greater works until you're told by the word and put faith in the word that greater works are in you. Greater works are in us. Greater works are in you. Greater works are in the church. Hmm. Did we receive the power to do the greater works because we deserve it? No. So stop trying to deserve what God is doing in your life. You and I can't be good enough for God to use us. It's by grace and mercy he uses us. So neither can you and I you or I, you and I, neither can any of us do anything to get God to heal us. You just got to believe it. You just got to believe he wants to heal you. Oh, man. Romans 10, 17. So then, faith comes by hearing, not doing not trying to prove anything to God. Like the song, Jaira, you can't let God down because you ain't holding him up. Faith then comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That word hearing there is a constant, continual hearing. It's not what you heard. That's why the devil don't want you to hear the word and don't want you to come to church because he wants to rob your faith. He don't want your house. He don't want your car. He wants your faith. Because if he gets your faith, he can get your health, your car, your marriage, your children. You need the word. 
need the word of God to have faith. Because faith comes by hearing the word. Constantly, continuously hearing. We got folk. (laughs) Folk got more Bibles than ever. You got a Bible in your front room that got dust on it in the front room with the plastic furniture or the furniture covered in plastic. You got Bibles in your bathroom so you can read it on the toilet that got dust on them. You got a Bible in your in your phone, but you'd rather play games. And you wonder why you're not getting healed. You wonder why you have no peace in your mind. You ain't got enough word. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing the word. There are strongholds that we should be able to shake by now. Why is it still holding you strong? Because the word in you ain't strong enough to break your mind free. Faith comes by hearing God's word continually. It's amazing. It's amazing how folk will not go past their time to eat. I have to eat. And again, I get it. I I have, you know, supplements and things I need to take and and that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about how conscientious you are. You got your phone that will give you an alarm to tell you when to eat. But you have no alarm to tell you. You ain't read the Bible in three days. So faith comes simply because we hear the word of God and believe it. Faith comes simply by continually hearing the word of God and believing it. Said this Wednesday, if you didn't get Wednesday, if you didn't hear or watch Wednesday, you got to watch it. Get watch it. I command thee. So watch this. This is one of the things I said Wednesday. So profound. There can be no faith where the will of God is not known. Write it down. There can be no faith where the will of God is not known. Because we can only put our faith in the will of God. The will of God is seen and learned in the word of God. See, this is... I'm trying to say this. I'm trying to say this with more grace. I was talking to somebody the other day, and they said, "Bishop, I can tell when you're thinking about stuff and trying to find a way." I said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Because see, I've come to learn that how God says stuff to me don't mean you can take it that way. You ain't me. I said, "I gotta come." I said, "Okay, God, how can I say that to your people so most of them can get it?" And fewer of them are offended. (laughs) So, again, there can be no faith where the will of God is not known. This is another reason why the devil works hard at getting preachers to get up and scream and holler about all kind of stuff 
and don't have no word in it. Preacher get up, get excited, and he go to squalling and, and, and preaching hymns. Oh, there's not a friend like the old lowly. That's wonderful. Sound good. That ain't scripture. So you'll never know the will of God all hearing that all the time. Y'all don't like me. You'll never develop faith if all you keep hearing is that all every Sunday. And then break out. You'll never develop faith. You'll lose some weight. You might break a nail, lose your earring. Some of that didn't happen. <laughs> we didn't see it at all, ain't we? But you won't learn the will of God and neither will you develop any faith. So when sickness, disease, poverty, lack, or whatever comes, you won't know how to get out of it. There can be no faith where the will of God is not known, but when the will of God is known and believed, faith is born. Write it down, write it down. When the will of God is heard, known, and believed, faith is born. Faith is only born where the will of God is known and understood. That's the only way you're going to have faith. That's why the devil don't want you to read your Bible. It's too, I don't understand. It's 77 versions, all kinds. Come on, come on, come on. And you got the Holy Ghost. He leads us into all truth. You can understand it if you pray first and you want to. So faith is born where the will of God is known. And write this down. And faith gives birth to miracles. Faith gives birth to miracles. How many people in the building? I know there are many watching too. How many people in the building, because I can only hear you praise God, can praise God because you know miracles God has done for you because you, you prayed and said, God, you 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 said, and it wasn't too long that after you prayed and reminded him of what he said, he did just what he said. Oh, bless his name. He did what he said because you knew what he said and you reminded him of what he said. Hallelujah. I don't know what the doctor said to you. But I came to tell you what your heavenly father says to you. I am the Lord thy God that healeth thee. God didn't call me to repeat what's on the doctor's charts. Faith gives birth to miracles. We need miracles, signs, and wonders in this hour. We need, we need family healing miracles. 
We need neighborhood healing miracles. We need state, country, nation healing miracles. Oh, God! Once, once we know and believe, it's not, underscore, boldly. Once we know it's not the will of God for us to be sick, faith kicks in. You and I must never forget it's not God's will for you to be sick. So many scriptures, but simply stated this one, God didn't create Adam with the flu or cold or monkeypox, cancer, HIV. Adam didn't know anything about any of those things. He wasn't created with any of those things. God didn't create him with a sickness or a disease. And God doesn't want you with a sickness or disease. And you've got to get that in your head and keep it in your heart. No matter what happens in your life, uh, don't let the devil make you think, uh, I, I think I got this because I, 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 I uh, listen, 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 listen. Now, watch this now. We're talking about God's grace and mercy with your faith. Listen. <laughs> Listen, if you ate pork and fat back for 70 years and your cholesterol is just, can't even count it. <laughs> yeah, your blood pressure, you, you get what I'm saying. Let me, let me. <laughs> get it in your head. God don't want me die, to die. Even if you did eat that, get it in. No, God is a God of mercy. God, you said, see, see, see. You got to know what his promises are. You have to know what his will is. Even if you help cause the situation, you got to be able to use your faith to say, but I'm not going to stay like this. This is what the devil does. He's a liar and the father of lies. So right now I rebuke heart conditions, high blood pressure. I rebuke them in the name of Jesus. I don't care what you ate. I don't care what you inherited right now by faith. I speak and declare your healing. You will live and not die and declare the mighty, mighty works of Almighty God. May your arteries be roto-rooted right now. My God in heaven. But I got to tell you now, now that you heard this word, you got to use enough wisdom to stop eating like that. Don't be silly. And keep eating like that and wait for another service like this. Yo, that's what the saints do. I'm going to wait another service. I'm just waiting on another one, Bishop. See, write this down. This is going to help you. Faith gets God's attention. Yeah. 
And this is not in my note. Faith is, excuse me, faith gets God's attention. Just like it got Paul's attention. I see that man has the ability to use his faith to be healed. That man's faith got Paul's attention. Our faith gets God's attention. Oh, yes. Again, this is why the enemy doesn't want us to build faith. Not only, write this down, not only does faith get God's attention, but when we use our faith, it makes God happy. Because the Bible says without faith, impossible, it's impossible to make God happy. Mm. Why does our faith make God happy? Because when we learn his will, we learn what his promises are, we learn what he has covenanted to do for us, then we can ask him to do it because he loves to do it. God loves saving people. Said this last Wednesday, there's never been a person alive and never will be that asked Jesus to save him. He said, nah, homie. No, bro, not you. Anybody that calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Anybody. And neither will Jesus say, if you pray, God, heal me. Nah, I ain't going to heal you. When you read the Bible, we'll talk about this mm, next week or so. Maybe Wednesday. When you read, which is why we must, when you read the New Testament, you, actually even in the Old Testament, that's another thing. We talked about that Wednesday. But in the New Testament, during the earthly ministry of Jesus, you will only read, and Jesus healed them all. You'll never read, he healed most of them. He healed them all. See, that's to build your faith so you know he'll heal you. See, now, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen, because this, this, this is how it works. After you hear this message, you're going to run into somebody, turn on a radio station, whatever, you're going to hear somebody talk about why God don't heal everybody. That's exactly what's going to happen. That's man talking. Read the Bible. It says, and Jesus healed them all. What are we putting our faith in? What man is speculating or what the Bible says? Let me, let, me, let me say something really, really apostolic and very, very strong. I pray Holy Ghost give you understanding on this. I desire for people that want to attend this church regularly, join and be a part, I desire for them to be serious about God and his word. I don't desire people to just want to be religious and like the atmosphere and the air conditioning and the screens and all that stuff, and like people, and all that stuff. No, 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 don't come here with that. We, 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 I'm serious about teaching you who God is. Look, look around. Look, look, just look around in this world. We need to know who God is. So God can manifest. 
That's what's needed. We don't need a whole bunch of people that just go into church and ain't changing nothing. So faith gets God's attention because faith makes God happy because faith brings us closer to God. Write that down. Faith, the stronger our faith gets, the closer we get to God. The stronger our faith gets, the closer we get to God. It works both ways. The closer we get, the stronger we get. The more stronger we get, the closer we get. The more faith we get, the closer we get. The more faith we get, the stronger we get. This is why the enemy is fighting your faith in God through the church. I haven't been to five churches. They all let me down. I've been pastors are just nasty now. Folk just see that's the devil. Because you can't hear faith in most places other than a place of faith. You ain't going to hear CNN talk about faith. Fox. The you. I know y'all down with it. You're not going to hear your favorite rapper talking about faith. You're going to hear men and women of faith talking about faith. So it's men and women of faith that can build your faith. Don't be, don't, don't, don't be one of these kind of people either. Don't be one of these kind of saints. See, every time I talk to them, all they want to do is talk about God. That's what you need to talk about. Ain't nobody better than God, so what's better to talk about? Oh, y'all ain't, y'all, y'all learning some stuff this morning. Shake your head and say, man, I'm learning. I'm learning some stuff. It's basic, but it's true. (laughs) Elder Jeff, it'd be powerful. (laughs) Who else you going to talk about? God is good. Don't you want to talk about what's good? That's why you feel bad all the time, because all you talk about is bad stuff. You ever notice certain people you finish talking to them, you're tired, you're exhausted. (laughs) Need a nap. Get my age, I'd be taking naps. I ain't afraid to tell you, I'd be taking, I need a nap. And I have four or five conversations, been a, I need a nap. It ain't even 12 o'clock, I'm going back to bed. And then conversely, you ever get around some saints, and when you leave, you just feel lighter and better. See, they, those, they have an anointing. They, they remove burdens off of you. They lift the heavy burden. Those are the kind of people you need to be around. Some of y'all ain't smile yet, and I didn't crack five jokes. <laughs> I'm trying to get you healed. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. That's in the Bible. See, learn how, and again, we don't want to be fake and phony and all that kind of stuff. Learn how to go and talk to somebody in earnest and say, well, you know, I'm dealing with stuff in my body, but you know God is good and he's a healer. Don't don't take 20 minutes and say, you know, I had five shots, I took 16 pills, I was waiting in the weight room and I was talking to this one man, he was worse off than me. Don't talk like that. Bible says in everything give thanks. It's the will of God. Oh, it ain't, I went to the doctor, yeah, I didn't get the report I want, but you know, I still thank the Lord. 
He's still high and lifted up. He's gyra. Oh, I feel like preaching in this place today. So watch this. Let me finish. Let me finish. Again, faith gets God's attention because it makes him happy and it brings us closer to him. Conversely, unbelief displeases God. Doubt displeases God, and it makes us weaker because it moves us away from God. Write that down. Write it down. I don't know how some of y'all been coming here and you still ain't writing nothing down. Maybe you got a photographic memory or something, but see, when you write things down, it helps you to remember. I'm not, I'm not trying to be a, uh, some grievous taskmaster. I'm trying to help you get this word. I know you're looking real smart and deep. I can look at you, some of y'all, but you ain't wrote yet. Galatians 3, 5. He, therefore, that ministereth to you the Spirit and worketh miracles among you, doeth he it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Paul says when a man or woman of God does miracles and ministers miracles, signs and wonders by the gift of the Holy Ghost, do they do it by any other means than the word of God? This is why we must be skillful in the presentation of the word. We must be skillful in the presentation of the word because our presentation of the word, particularly from the five-fold ministry gifts, is like surgery. I'm doing surgery on some of y'all right now. Spiritual surgery with the sharpness of the word of God that I am able to deliver in its most precise manner. God supplied the people with the Holy Ghost after they heard the word. <laughs> God also supplied people with spiritual gifts to use to help you, including the word of God, which again is why we must study to show ourselves approved. Every bona fide surgeon must be approved to cut on you. <laughs> oh God. Acts 14, 3. So much more could be said. The Bible reads, Paul and Barnabas stayed in the city of Iconium for a long time. They spoke boldly about the Lord who confirmed their message about his goodwill by having them perform miracles and do amazing things. Paul and Barnabas stayed in a city for a long time and spoke boldly. Somebody say boldly. 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 Folk don't like bold preachers, especially today. They don't. They don't. You say they, they, they cocky. 
overconfident. That's pride. No, that's boldness. I ain't talking about me up here. I'm talking about God. No, 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 you don't get it. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about God. What do I mean by that? Some people are bold when they talk about LeBron James. LeBron James is the bat. What? what? No, he way better than Jordan. You, you, you ain't LeBron. You don't even know him. Why are you talking so bold about him? See, I know Jesus. I got the Holy Ghost and his word. Why shouldn't I talk bold about him? Why shouldn't I tell you what he can do? Stop telling and bragging about what people can do and let's brag about what God can do. Somebody ought to boast about him. Oh, I wish I had a church that would praise him right now. Somebody ought to boast about him. So the Bible says that God worked with Paul and Silas when they spoke up boldly about Jesus. Maybe, just maybe, in order to get God to work more with you, you need to talk more boldly about him. I'm going to say that again because nobody's right yet. Maybe in order to get God to work with you, you need to talk more boldly about him. We live in an hour today. People love to talk about themselves. Get online. You just talk about yourself. I want now. Tell them to push a like. Well, however you do, I don't know how you do it. You know. We ought to boast about him. We need God working with us. Talk about what he's doing in your life. Talk about what he's done in your life. Talk about what you hope he's going to do based on the word that you know. God's word, he's getting ready to do this. I feel this in my heart. God getting ready to do this. I feel it. I done dreamed it three times. Oh, I had it confirmed by a prophet. God's getting ready to do this. That's what we need to be talking about. Hey, hallelujah. I went to the doctor. This is the fifth opinion, and it's the same. That's his opinion. Acts 19, verses 11 and 12. And God wrought special miracles. Man, the anointing is getting stronger in here. And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul, verse 12, so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and diseases departed from them, and evil spirits went out from them. See, Paul, hallelujah, Paul allowed God to use him so much until Paul had signs, wonders, and miracles happening to people that just walked by him, that just touched anything that came from his body was anointed. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost up in this place right now. Paul was working with God so much that God was working with Paul so much that whatever touched Paul's body had God on it. And, and anything that came off of his body and touched somebody else, the God that was on Paul was on the cloth, was on the apron. And when it touched the people, the power of God was on it. We don't have people that want to fast and pray like that today. To where God works with you so tough because you're working with God that God is not only on you, but it's on your clothing. So that when people just touch the hem of your garment, 
that when you just walk in the room, demons leave. Depression leaves. Hallelujah. Fear leaves. We're talking about faith to be healed because you have faith in Christ the healer. Matthew 9, 27, 28, 29. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him. Two blind men followed him, crying, saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. <laughs> and when he was coming to the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus said unto them, Believe ye that I'm able to do this? Do you believe? Yeah. Why are you chasing me around? Why are you crying out my name, son of David? Why are you doing all that? Have mercy. Do you, do you really believe I'm able to do this? Do you really have faith to be healed? Or are you just running around and you ain't got nothing better to do and you want to get a little meal or a little something, something? And they said unto him, Yea, Lord, we believe you can do this. I'm talking to somebody. Do you believe he can do this? Hey, do you believe he can do what you're asking him to do? Hey, God, hallelujah. Do you believe he can heal you the way you need to be healed? Do you believe he can make you whole? Do you believe he can do it right now? I mean, do you believe you don't need to take another pill? Do you believe you don't need to ask anybody's permission to be healed? Do you believe you don't have to ask your doctor, can God heal you? Do you believe? Some of y'all think like you got to ask your doctor. You know, somebody, I'm not against medical science, any of that. I got doctors, all of that. But I'm, I'm a man of God talking to you now like a man of God, not a regular man. Because some of y'all don't realize some of these doctors got God complexes. And I have to remind some saints, and I might as well tell all y'all, the doctor worked for you. You ain't got to do nothing you don't feel in your spirit that you don't want to do. You don't have to take a test. You don't have to get those shots. You don't have to do any of that. They work for you. If they're pressuring you. See, this is why we got to know God. Well, thank you, doctor. But I just, I just we, my family, we prayed. We're not going to do that. We're going we're gonna to believe God. We're going to wait some time. Well, you know, you know, you ain't got much time. I'm going to be on vacation. God ain't going on vacation. You need to hear from God. It's too critical now that you don't know what to do. And you got all these opinions coming at you. I watched my wife go through that with her mama. That was the craziest. It, I needed the deliverance. I probably still need some. Y'all lying. Last hour you said something totally different. I ain't going to get into that. Let me get away from that. So the blind man said, we believe you can do this. Verse 29, the Bible says, then Jesus touched their eyes. Watch what he says. According to your faith, be it unto you. It ain't about my ability. It's about your faith. 
Because you said you believe I could do this. So if you really believe I could do this, it's going to happen for you. I'm going to find out. <laughs> I remember a uh, quick little story interjection. I remember a friend of mine was telling me old church story. Deacon was sitting in the front with his young grandson, waist high. The preacher was up preaching, just cutting the cake. And the love. Everybody was up, preach, preacher. He was just going. And the young boy tugged on his deacon uncle's coat. He said, what, boy? He said, oh, what? Is he preaching or telling the truth? <laughs> Some of y'all get that on the way home. <laughs> Jesus said, if you really believe to these two blind men, I'm able to open your eyes. I'm going to see if you're just preaching or telling the truth. I'm going to see if you're just going through the motions or if you really believe I can do it because you really want to see. And you know I've been blind long enough. Somebody lift your hands right there. You've been blind long enough it's time for you to see it's time for you to recognize things you should have recognized long ago it's time for you to see things that have been hidden from you too long it's time for them to be revealed it's time for you to see and if you believe Jesus still opens blinded eyes, natural and spiritual, may your eyes be opened according to the faith that you have right now. May you see in the realm of the spirit deeper and more clearer than you ever have according to your faith. Do you believe that Jesus still heals today? I said this when we started this series. I'm almost finished. It is my understanding, as I look back on church history in my little lifetime and uh, a generation or so before, that some of the most persecuted ministries in the world have always been healing ministries. Think about it. Nobody got dog like Oral Roberts. Nobody got dog like Benny Hinn. Healing. Nobody got dog like John Alexander Dowie, who started the city of Zion. He was arrested many times for practicing medicine without a license. The healing power of God is something the enemy hates to get out. He hates for God's people to believe because once you begin to believe and see God do miracles in your body, there is nothing you believe that God won't do for you. Hey! 
Somebody that's been healed by God in this building knows what I'm talking about. I could call your name out. You got healed and God has blessed you. And there's nothing anybody can tell you about what God cannot do because he did the impossible, what nobody else said he could do. And look at you now. Somebody say, how you like me now? That's why the devil don't want us to believe in the power of God's divine healing. Because once he touches you, you know he'll touch you again. Once he puts demons on flight, you know no devil around you can stay because the power of God is functioning in your life. You need to know, even now, as this word of faith is going forth, healing is in the atmosphere. Healing is even in your home, even in your apartment, even in the hospital. Somebody had to pull over in their car. Healing is in your car. The anointing to be healed, the power of God to be healed is in your midst. Back in the old days, the preacher would say, reach up and grab it. Pull it down. Come on, do some prophetic symbolism. Reach up and grab. I know you can't touch it physically, but get it in your mind. I'm pulling it down. Whatever in the atmosphere, I'm stirring it up over my life. I'm rubbing it on my head. I'm getting it in my heart. I'm getting it in my life. Whatever God is up to in the room is happening in my life. Luke 16, 9. Excuse me, Luke 6, 19. Luke 6, 19. Luke 6, 19. And the whole multitude sought to touch him. Everybody, multitude, hundreds, thousands, wanted to touch Jesus. For there went virtue out of him and healed them all. Hundreds. Hundreds got healed. Thousands, possibly. All of them that wanted to touch him, they couldn't touch Just because they wanted to touch him, they got healed. I just, I can't get to it. I want to touch him. Just wanted to touch him. Activated their faith. And that faith in them got the power of God working in them and they got healed. Whether they all touched him or not, if you wanted to touch him, you got healed. I'm telling you today, right now, touch him. He's in the room. Touch him. Touch him. How bad do you want to be healed? Touch him right now. Touch him. Use your faith. Reach out. Touch him. The virtue of Jesus is in the room. The anointing of Jesus, the power of Jesus is present to heal. Acts 5.15 is in and 16. Insomuch that they brought forth sick into the streets. Said, How bad folk don't want to be sick. Take me out of the hospital. Put me in the street. 
Ha! Glory to God. If healing's in the street, take me out of ICU. If the anointing is in the street, take me out. Man, I'll tell you. They brought forth sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches. Put me on a cot. I don't care. Just keep me off the ground. I don't care where you I'm going to be picky. It's amazing, folks. Want the best hospital bed room, the best room. Let me move. I ain't going to fool with that. Lay them on beds and couches that at least at the shadow of Peter. See, now Peter has gotten so involved with God and God with him that not only now was pieces of cloth that touched his body able to heal people, but Peter could just walk by him. Woo-wee. He could just walk by him. And his shadow was anointed. Let me say it another way. He got so anointed. He got so full of the Holy Ghost. He had such presence and power of God on him. Here's my little shadow. That his image could heal people. All your shadow is, is your image. Peter's image had power. Peter's image had just as much power as Peter. In other words, Peter got so anointed by God that there was no difference between him and his shadow. Maybe that helps us understand what it means to be made in the image and likeness of God. Maybe that'll help us realize you got to take healing to some people because you are the image of God. You didn't hear that. You didn't really hear it. We have to take healing to people because we are God's shadow. We are a shadow, a type, an image of God. There's healing in you. Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went around doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil. Why? Because God was with him. And everywhere Jesus was, God was. And so everywhere you are, God is. Talking to Pastor Deborah, and I was telling her how this thing is stirring up in me again to where I can't go hardly anywhere. If I see somebody sick, I just want to pray for them. I just want to lay hands on them. I just want to grab them. And so I have to pray because, you know, people funny today, and I'm trying to go to jail, and I ain't trying to have nobody lie on me, and I'm taking one of them pictures like this, and you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but my point is, you got to begin to want to see people healed so bad. That, that, that you can't let somebody walk by you that's sick and afflicted and something don't leave you. Woo. So 
something don't leave you because out of your belly shall flow rivers of let there ought to be a river verse 16 there came also multitude out of the cities round about Jerusalem bringing sick folks and them which were vexed with unclean spirits and they were healed every one I don't have a lot of time. I got to say this. I'm going to come back. And I pray I'm going to be able to, to expand on it and expound on it for you. <clears throat> Notice the Bible says sick folk and them vexed with unclean spirits. All sicknesses aren't demons, but demons are behind all sickness. Some sicknesses are demons. Okay, you're going to get it. You'll get it. You'll get it. Let me say it like this. See, oh, I wish I had the time. I got to skim by it because I, I can't just leave you here like that. So there was a time in the history of this country when there was more prayer. In, prayer was in school. People were praying more. Ten Commandments were on the walls and courthouses. And the word was more active and God was more present. You see? But as, as man began to move God out using primarily science. Now, hear me. Ain't scared of nobody. Now, it's so bad that the law almost won't let Christians cast demons and counsel people. You got to have somebody with a PhD in psychology. Let me tell you, you can't counsel a demon Ain't nowhere in the Bible where you see demons have been counseled out. They get cast out. You can go to a Christian council, learn until you blew in your face, and leave after paying $5,000 and have 5,000 demons in you. And I ain't scared of nobody. It, it, it breaks my heart. We have gotten so absent of the power of God that we got to resort to science. And God is omni-science. He's all science. God know everything wrong with you. God can tell a man or woman of God the first day you sit down with him, and it may take the counselors three months to dig that out of you. God also anoints his servants. That's why Peter and Paul functioned at the level they did when it came to healing the sick, raising the dead, and casting out devils. How can I finish this? Let me get to All right. Let's finish. For today. We said that faith can be seen. Faith can be discerned. Faith can be recognized by other, others who have faith. Hmm. All who place 
their faith in the Lord Jesus have the potential, have the possibility to be saved, healed, and delivered. All right. Since our faith can be seen, obviously God can see our faith. But then we have read through Scripture that certain men and women of God that have the Spirit of God can identify faith. Pretty simple. But what we also need to know is that since God can see our faith and men of God can see our faith, demons can see your faith and your lack of faith. Oh, yeah. Demons can see how much faith you have, if any at all. How many, how many dog owners, by show of hands, dog owners, some of y'all that had dog owners and raised dogs and no dogs, you know, we, I grew up, we had about two or three dogs. And, and you, some of you know this and some of you have heard this, dogs can sense fear. Demons can sense fear. I talked about this on Father's Day, how fathers give off pheromones that can be picked up by children. I want everyone that, that needs to, that needs to. This, this, is just, this is just a must. It's not, it's just, a, it's a must. It's, it's a must. I want everyone that needs to stand on your feet because you no longer want demons to sense the lack of your faith or the fear that overcomes you from various times of ishba, uh, various times of the month and maybe certain times of the year you're overcome with fear and the lack of faith and you don't know if God's going to do it and I want you to stand on your feet today. And now, and now, and now because faith needs a corresponding action, I, I want you to come to the altar. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, we can't play with this. We can't play with this. This, this ain't a public library. This, we ain't playing bid whiz or none. This is the church. This is the altar. A place of slaughter. This is, this is where God does some things in us that he can't do in your bedroom or while you're cooking in your kitchen. God's about to do something in your life. Because you're about to do the greater works the world needs to see the church. God, God, my God, my fathers, God, my fathers, God, my fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We need you. We need you from everlasting to everlasting. Your God, we need you. Hallelujah. We need you. We're not as strong as we need to be. The world needs us, and we, we can't fail this generation. We cannot fail any longer, God. Heal us. Heal us. Heal our hearts, God. Heal our hearts. Heal our hearts. David said, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit 
within us. God, we've sinned against you and against your word. We have violated your kingdom and your kingdom principles. We played church. We've jumped and we've shouted and we've said things were you that weren't you. We proper lied. We were bold and prideful and boastful about us and not you. Forgive us this day. Forgive every apostle, me, number one. Forgive every apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. Forgive every bishop. Forgive every overseer, every elder, and every deacon, every singer, every music. God, forgive your church. Help us today. Help us today. We're all standing here like the father who brought his son to the nine disciples while Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration. And he brought his son who was torn with a deaf and dumb spirit. And he said, I brought him to your disciples, but they couldn't cast him out. And Jesus said, all things are possible to them that believe. And then the man said, I believe. Help my unbelief. I believe. But I don't have all the faith I need. There's some areas I don't have faith in you to move, God. There's some things I just relegated to the devil. I just gave it over and said, God, I don't believe you're going to do nothing with that. So I'm just going to deal with the devil, dealing with it. But today, we reject that idea. We reject that thought. We reject that mentality. Today, we're at your altar because you're our healer. You're Jehovah. You're the Lord God that healeth. You're not a God that puts sickness on us. There were other gods that were people served back then that had them put their children in the fire. There were other gods back then that put sickness and disease on people. But you said, I'm not that God. I'm the God that heals. We are calling on you to be who you said that you are. Heal us today. Heal our heads. Heal our hearts. Heal our souls. Heal our spirits. Heal our bodies, God. Do a new thing in us. We humble ourselves under your mighty hand. We humble ourselves today. We humble ourselves. And we admit our faults and our failures. And we settle it in our hearts. Again, what you said in Exodus 15, 26. I am Jehovah Rapha. I'm the Lord that heals. I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you that there's been some instant healings that have taken place today. But I also thank you that there is recovery in here. Recovery is the time necessary to become whole. Thank you for those that will recover. In Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together as you go back to your seats. God bless you. God bless. Come on, give God the glory. Give him the glory. Give him the glory. You know, the scripture teaches us that Jesus went home, he went to his hometown, and he was so happy to go home like many of us when we go to our hometown and see people we were raised with. 
And they said, hey, that's Joseph's boy. Yeah, the carpenter man. Yeah, remember him? Remember when he tripped over that little donkey's thing? And the Bible says, Jesus could not do many miracles because of their unbelief. Because all they saw him as is how they saw him before. Unbelief can hinder God. Unbelief. Don't let unbelief get in you and stay. That is a cancer to your faith. And if it's not dealt with, it'll be terminal because the enemy will bring something into your life you'll never think God will deliver you from because now doubt and unbelief have settled in your heart. I love some of these old songs. It is no secret what God can do, what he's done for others in the word. He'll do for you. You need to know that. You need to tell people what God has done for you. Stop telling folk what the devil is doing and how mad you are at him. Well, thank you for joining us. I also want to thank you in advance for clicking on the link to support our ministry. Your giving is what moves ministry forward and ministry must move forward. You can also visit us online at cffczion.org for more information. If you were blessed by this word, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. God bless you.